Tony Khan is with us now. I think we just go straight through. Like, show everybody the greasy, dirty underbelly of what this week is by just uh, factory-producing interviews one after another. <laughs> Look how happy he is. Khan, what are you so happy about? Just because you rule wrestling? Like, what? Are you just generally happy every time you're wandering around the earth because you're dominating sports, or are you here to promote something? I'm here to promote AEW Rampage tonight on TNT at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 9 p.m. Central, and Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Big wrestling things going on, Danny. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're, uh, you're dominating wrestling. You're feeling, is this uh, you at the height of your powers right now? Everybody asking you, hey, are you going to buy WWE? I think I put an extra two W's in there. Is that Porky Pig? That's okay. It used to be the WWWF, so that's okay. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I get asked that question a lot, and I can't really answer it. But uh, if if there was a, a process there for a sale, certainly I would be interested in it. Are you bored by the question? No, no, not at all. I don't think you could ever get bored with a question like that. And I don't really ever get bored on your show, man. I'm so happy to see you and be here. How have you exceeded your expectations? Give me all of the ways, because we've seen the growth of this business as something that you believed in. Uh, a while ago, you kind of saw the streaming wars coming uh, quicker than some other people, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got into this business largely based on what was happening with sports media rights and wrestling media rights in particular. And it's been a really an incredible few years. What's amazing to me is the contract I'm working off of. I actually negotiated the extension in your dressing room at the Clevelander. So thank you for letting me borrow your dressing room to talk to the network about my contract. Tell us what about that extension was something that you couldn't have imagined when all of this started. Well, it came so quickly. We started doing the TV show in October 2019, and I was visiting you in January of 2020, just a few months later, and we got off to such a great start. They said, we want to do this long term and gave us a long extension and locked us up for several years. And it's been great. And we're on an amazing run. What's really cool is right now is probably the best run of shows we've ever done, at least in terms of the critical fan feedback. And, you know, there's a website called cagematch.net that's like the IMDB of wrestling fans. And right now we've done 175 episodes of Wednesday Night Dynamite, and it's the, the highest run of ratings we've ever gotten from the fans for the shows. So I, I think you know, our fans are very happy with what we're doing and the network's really happy with what we're doing and we're growing. You know, we've expanded. We're on TSN in Canada, ITV in England, and we just announced we're going to be on ESPN in Australia and New, Ze New Zealand. So pretty exciting times. And we're on TNT tonight for Friday Night Rampage. So it's pretty awesome for AEW. I have not mocked you nearly enough for coming on here and telling us uh, with great fanfare and great zeal how Urban Meyer had changed everything that was Jacksonville related. But it leads to the question I want to ask you. When you see the disarray in WWE management and the public messiness, I wanted to ask you a twofold question. One, what are your honest thoughts about everything happening over there as you read the news of the chaos over there? And two, when leadership is in that condition, how does it affect the product and the business? Well, I can't speak to that uh, second question because I wouldn't know not being in that situation. On the first hand, 
you know, it's very mixed. I'd, I'd say mixed feelings. Uh, I think we'll have to see how it turns out. I can't really comment on what their internal struggles, internal stripes are, because I don't work there and I'm not there. I can only speak to the challenges we've had. And, you know, I've had a lot of wrestlers come to me and allege that WWE reached out to them to tamper with their contracts and ask them to break their contracts. I can't confirm that specifically. I can only tell you what the wrestlers have come to me and said, but I've had multiple wrestlers and staff report that to me. It was a very disturbing and I've had to go out and try to put on good shows despite this alleged tampering and stuff like that. But frankly, I don't think it stopped us because the quality of the product and the quality of the shows is at an all time high right now. Is you just the, did a great, oh, is, please, please. Is the wrestling business as dirty as the fight business? The wrestling business is very dirty. I can't speak to the fight business, but certainly I think it's more organized than the fight business. Uh, in, as far as, you know, there's two, I think, well-organized promotions competing with each other. Again, I don't know if these things have happened. I only know what people have come to me and alleged, but I do know that it's a real war between AEW and WWE and the fans are interested in it. And that was part of the original business model of AEW was I knew wrestling fans, frankly, are very interested in wrestling free agency and wrestling wars. And I believe we could create a free agent market that is definitely a real thing now. And that would be a big part of the story. I think wrestling fans at the end of the day appreciate that a lot of what happens in wrestling shows is sometimes story. And that's why people like watching the shows. They like the stories and the exciting matches and, and especially the combination of the two when the stories lead to exciting matches and vice versa. Now, what's interesting is the story that is the most real, the most intense and the most hatred in all of pro wrestling is that between the two wrestling promotions. I think we truly, truly hate each other. And I think it makes for really exciting uh, TV and it makes for an exciting wrestling war. What is an example of that hatred? Because uh, you haven't articulated it quite like that before. Well, I'll give you a good example. About two years ago, uh, there was a rumor I read on the internet that my business partner, New Japan Pro Wrestling, had gotten a phone call from Nick Khan about switching over to work with them. And I was really just getting started with New Japan. Like we, we'd only been working together a short time and that also had been a, frankly a tumultuous relationship but it was getting pretty good. And it, to this day, it is an amazing partnership. And I called the New Japan executives and said, is this true? Did WWE call you and try to get you to turn on me? And they said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, are we still doing the stuff we have planned? Because at the time we had a match set up for Wednesday Night Dynamite where there was gonna be a New Japan title match in AEW. It was the first of many of those such matches. And they told me, no, we don't trust them. We want to work with you and we want to stay with you. And ever since our relationship has been incredibly positive. And, you know, it gave me motivation uh, to say like, okay, I don't know if, look again, I don't know if that's true or not. I only know what my business partner alleged to me and what I read on the internet and they were both the same thing. So following up on that, if that's the case, I know they're out there to get me. I know they're out there to hurt AEW's relationships with our business partners, if that's the case, allegedly. And, you know, it made me want to work that much harder to make AEW stronger. And, and then that ended up being probably the biggest year for growth we've ever had.
Hey, Tony, it's Tony. One thing, appreciate the tickets. We did it, okay? It was it was always the Jags. We need to have Dan capitulate on air. He hasn't capitulated yet in a total, you know, in a totality. Like, I need him to capitulate to you. Please. Well, please. You know, to be honest, Dan, there's many things he could rake me over the coals about. So I'm not going to rake Dan over the coals. For he, not he, wants, the he, he wants me to ad- admit nationally and internationally that the Jags were good last year. Uh, he was saying it. Uh, you were either started two and seven or three and seven. You were in a bunch of close games. And he wants me to capitulate on the Jags being good. And I thought you should have lost to the Chargers when you were down 31 nothing. I thought that's what the Jags were. We weren't down 31-0. You were down 27 nothing, And you made it 27-7 before at the half. And then it's one of the greatest comebacks anyone's ever seen. But I thought who the Jags were were in the first half of that game. Oh, not the second half. Not the second half. If the season had ended at the half, I would have said, see, see. Well, that's why they That's play, why 60 they play minutes. the second half, Dan. <laughs> is that why? To to make me look like an asshole. That's what you're saying. That's that's why they played the second half. No, they played it for that guy who bet a million dollars that we wouldn't win the game when we were down 20 points at halftime. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Tony, hey, it's Mike. Great to have you on. Um, let me just ask you a hypothetical question. Let's say hypothetically – you were running a Premier League club that's kind of been up and down but has a solid history in London. And the team that was winning the top flight perennially was caught cheating and circumventing financial fair play rules. What should be the hypothetical punishment for that club that was winning titles while circumventing these financial fair play rules? I cannot speak to such a hypothetical situation. Yes, you can. It's totally hypothetical. You can because it's totally a hypothetical situation. It yet. What do you mean you cannot speak to it? Just pulled it it out of a random generator. It is totally hypothetical. Listen, Con, I'm so done with these no comments and this dance. Should they be sent down several flights? You you know to be honest, I'm trying to at least answer them. uh, Most of the questions articulately and with good answers that are going to get aggregated, which I think is nowadays so much of the point of this, right? Like you want people to come out and give quotes for aggregation. It's good for you. It's good for me. But this is hypothetical FC. You're talking about hypothetical FC right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in that hypothetical situation, I'm just very happy hypothetically that Fulham is doing so well. This is the best year we've had. since. Let's start over. You didn't do that correctly. Take you, two. It, yes, you don't. You can't mention Fulham. It's a hypothetical. Yeah. It's a total hypothetical. Hypothetically, you were you were the sporting director for a club that's been up and down. Well, hypothetical that is United. Not hyper- I think the fact is, like I, I just don't really have much to say about what other people are doing, whether it's hypothetical or not, in the league, <laughs> because we're trying to handle our business and we're having a good season. Uh, and that's not hypothetical. That's the truth. Tony, I got to let you go. I'm sorry, because C.J. Stroud is there, and it's Super Bowl week. Uh, we've got AEW Revolution pay-per-view event. It is March 5th in uh, San Francisco. But before you go, just say all the things that will get aggregated. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think I mentioned that AEW and WWE, it is a real hatred and competition. I think that will probably get picked up. Uh, I went back and talked about the no, 2000. No, I need the new things. I need the new things. Oh, any, new any, things. Any things yeah. I didn't. Any things I didn't ask say, you about. So, that, ask him about Phil Brooks. Yes, Phil Brooks. Aggregated thoughts. <laughs> you don't even know who that is, Dan. So, <laughs> I, that being said, 
I, what I will do that, that I think will get aggregated and talked about is uh, we've got a huge pay-per-view show coming up March 5th. We have a big TV show coming up Wednesday, and we have a show tonight on TNT that I think is going to be a great show. We've got great fans, and I've never had, and this will get aggregated, I promise you, I've never had this kind of support and interest in AEW on a business level, sponsorship, and licensing since this Bloomberg story that came out about AEW last week. I know Mike has read it, and he could probably share it with you, Dan. It was the best coverage I think we've had in the business world, and it has really raised a lot of eyebrows, and I've never had more interest in partnership and sponsorship and licensing for AEW. Thank you, sir. A very lucrative deal uh, coming your way in AEW Media Rights. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Good to see you, Dan.